Welcome to Digital Transformers, the show that connects you with what you need to build, manage, and operate your digital supply chain. Join your host in a timely discussion on new and future business models with industry-leading executives. The show will reveal global customer expectations, real-world deployment challenges, and the value of advanced business technologies like artificial intelligence, blockchain, and robotic process engineering. And now, we bring you Digital Transformers. Hello, everyone. It's Kevin Jackson, uh, host of Digital Transformers. And today, we're going to talk about digital transformation when it comes to ERP, a very important aspect of just about any organization. And I'm here with Leonardo Di Arojo. Is that correct, uh, Leonardo? I did that good? You did a, did a good job, yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. And I guess uh, you're up in Montreal today, is that correct? Correct. Montreal, Canada. Well, I, I tell you, um, digital transformation is all the rage. And ERP, along with supply chain, really became a very important part of everybody's vernacular over the past uh, few years. Um, I guess uh, you have done a lot to help people get over this, uh, this recent hump. So you're with Beyond Technologies, is that correct? That's correct. Uh, so tell us a bit about your company and, and, and what do you do? Yeah, so Beyond Technologies was founded in 2005, 13 years now. Um, uh, no, 13? Yeah. <laughs> 18 years now. Wow, yeah, about <laughs> time flies, huh? Time flies, yeah, I, I got caught up in that. Um, so if we were founded in 2005, it was uh, a group of ex-SAP professionals decided to join forces and help customers go through SAP transformation projects. Uh, with time, uh, we, we became SAP partners. Um, later, we even became SAP customers. And today we are over 430 uh, employees in five countries. We are in Canada, US, France, South Africa, and Morocco. Wow, you've grown uh, very quickly. So what is your role there beyond technologies? You said you are all um, ex-SAPers? Yeah, yeah, we're all uh, hands-on. Uh, uh, my background, um, uh, well, my role in, in, in Beyond is a CTO uh -huh. uh, and also CISO, so Chief Information Security Officer. But on the practical side, on the operations, really, I run the TCS, the Technical Consulting Service. All the technical folks, the technical consultants uh, are under my organization. Mm -hmm. And, um, and um, yeah, so uh, the developers uh, pretty much uh, are all on my with me. Well, what, uh, how did you get to uh, uh, Beyond Technologies? I guess the most, more important is uh, how did you get at SAP that prepared you for your role there at Beyond Technologies? Uh, uh, are you native from Canada or, um, uh, I, I, you know? Yeah, so if you're ready for a little journey here, <laughs> I, I started. I, yeah, I started working with SAP a very long time ago, 97, in Brazil. I'm originally from Brazil. Oh, okay. And um, I studied business management. I was a logistics uh, 
transportation uh, analyst and executive was um, uh, buying uh, transportation services and that company decided to implement SAP and uh, they brought me in as a business analyst. With time, I got into the functional role configuring uh, the transportation module and sales and distribution. But I had always an interest on the technical side, so I got my hands dirty into the technical, into the coding, and I did the transition. And by the time the Beyond Technologies was formed, I was already playing the role of architect because I could be on both functional and technical side, and that was quite valuable for projects. I tell you, you touched on one of my fantasies. I have a, <laughs> I still have a fantasy. It's a lifelong fantasy to go to Rio de Janeiro for uh, Mardi Gras. So uh, Carnival, I guess that's the best way to say it. <laughs> there is only one risk is that you go, you're maybe not coming back because that is, that is a, a nice place to be. Well, yeah. I'm going to have to uh, talk to you about more about that uh, off camera. But um, <laughs> so you've been doing SAP and ERP for a very long time. That uh, has prepared you well for your, your current role. So when... You have been with Beyond Technologies from its very beginning. Yep, I was one of the one of the founders. Uh, so, what what was your business model? Projects that were taking a very long time, and we were thinking things could be simpler, things could be leaner, things could be more, it would be faster. So, we came in in the very first project we we took in as as Beyond Technologies. Uh, we, we implemented across the board from HR, uh, finance, procurement, production, transportation for a mining company. And we're able to do that in a fraction of a cost of the typical implementation projects. So we kind of distinguished, distinguished ourselves at that point um, from, uh, from, from other consulting practices because we wanted, you know, wanted to be nimble with, more, with a different approach. And I think we will have probably the opportunity to talk about methodology because we come up with a different way of looking at implementation to try to drive value above all. So I guess you do focus on uh, companies that already have deployed SAP um, or, or do you uh, help companies that basically don't have ERP or, or other ERP products and services like greenfield companies? Yeah, actually, we're present in both sides. So we, 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 we call the custom, the custom base uh, the, of, of SAP um, customers that are running. They are in very different levels of, of advancement in their, in their journey. They're either at the beginning having problems, they're needing upgrades or migrations, they need help, or new functionality they need to bring in. But we have also the, 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 the privilege to work with uh, Greenfield. So we are a reseller and uh, a channel partner of SAP. So we're selling to customers that are reaching the level in where they need a software like SAP. And then we participate in RFP cycles. We position SAP against other software. We win, thankfully, more often than not. But, you know, we go to that cycle positioning SAP and then we go to the cycle implementing and driving value for new customers. And it's very different, and I, I, I make that distinction because customers that we see often run SAP, they know SAP, they are educated, and, and they have already a footprint. The other ones, the white canvas, is 
the art of possible, and they're starting from zero. So they have to educate, have to bring value quickly. Um, but it's very satisfying because we, we get net new customers. So uh, I guess you bring a lot of, deliver a lot of different types of, of, of value to your customers. But one of the most uh, recent you know, trends over the past few years is this uh, digital transformation. Many people may call it just you know, a buzzword, but uh, you know, from your customer's point of view, do they ever come to you and say, we just want to digitally transform? Tell us what that means. And, <laughs> well, tell us, what does that mean to your customers and, and, and to you? Yeah, it, it's funny you ask that because it's it's so true and it's so vast and, and we put in this umbrella of digital transformation, mm -hmm. but what does it really mean? And we see clearly a common denominator that customers struggle to have return on investment. They struggle to drive innovation. They tend to get stuck with problems of day-to-day -day and technicalities and, and, and customers that went through the first hump of putting that ERP in place and then, oh my God, just to maintain it, it's heavy. So um, I think drive value, uh, um, support growth, because at, at the end, you cannot lose sight that you put an ERP in place to support a business to run. So the business cannot be affected by IT, it has to be supported by IT, it has to be supported by the tools you're putting in place. I think that is where he, 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 the, 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 the value is and, and the transformation comes in when we start um, really reaping benefit from all that investment. So part of digital transformation is actually understanding data and how to leverage it and, and how to use it both uh, within the organization and with the, the customers and, and business partners and ERP uh, really plays an important role uh, in that. Uh, what is the the journey from you know paper and pencil uh, to uh, to a digitally transformed organization? Yeah, um, you know, in in our method methodology, to not lose sight of the value that we want to drive and, and, and return on that investment. We adopt something that I think touches what you just said, that is a capability map exercise that we wanted to evaluate by line of operations in a certain company. Where is the customer? Is the customer still process not documented, not followed, not structured, or is it do do documented, structured, but not followed? Is it supported by tools? It is, uh, 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 world class is it uh, so d defining that we do it by domain and what we find often is nobody is an expert in everything nobody is uh, a beginner in anything so in some areas customers are super super uh, mature in some areas less but understanding where they are you can drive and you can draw the line where do you want to go from it's not realistic to get somebody that is on paper, pen and paper and implement a super, super sophisticated replenishment process that is AI driven. Maybe it's too much for that customer in one jump. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're going to have to plan a couple of incremental steps. But the expectations are there for areas where, where, where the maturity is there too. So it's, it, you got you to gotta go even within the customer, do the access assessment to see 
where the customer is in the different domains. Yeah, it sounds like you kind of become a trusted advisor uh, to the customer. But uh, even um, as that, you said before that you actually compare and contrast other products and services. So you you are really uh, deliver a consultative uh, service. But but so please explain your relationship with SAP. You said you are a reseller and you all come from uh, SAP. What what make you so? Um, why are you a SAP partner? What is unique? about um, SAP and, and their capabilities? I mean, they've been around for a long time, of course, but that doesn't mean they're right for every customer. Yeah. So SAP uh, came into my life, into my career in 97, and I was privileged to be dealing with SAP because I got to learn and, and, and discover it. Um, uh, we're, we're, we're really ambassadors of the product because we understand its capability. And I think... If there's anybody that could bring into light, uh, you know, the, the, some challenges of projects, right. and it's not SAP projects, I'm saying projects, it, it is it's due to the scope of what you're trying to put in place. Um, so I think if you look at trying to accomplish things and look at functionality net and, and, and maturity of a product, nothing compares to SAP. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm super happy to be a, a professional in that domain, helping customers take the most out of, out of, out of, out of that. Uh, so we started working at SAP as independent mm -hmm. or consultancy in other consulting firms. And we decided to join forces and build a practice. And we're doing that, working as a team, uh, helping customers implement and, 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 and drive value. At one point we said, we are reaching a point where in our maturity, reaching a point where we should become a channel partner, uh -huh. a value-added reseller, and start reselling on top of. So that changes the game all completely because you're not doing only the implementation. You engage much earlier in lead generation, sales cycles, positioning, sales, and so on. But it was the natural evolution for us, and we went through that path. That has been a while and, and, and is successful. Uh, what happened... Um, uh, eight years now, mm. eight years now is that, no, even more, nine years, is that we decided to walk the talk and start, start <laughs> saying that SAP is the best product yeah. for you, Mr. Customer. Well, why not run it as a customer ourselves? Oh, I see. So in, in, in 2015, we embarked on the very first SAP ERP uh, offer, um, SAP ERP SaaS offer that was business that is business by design, but we quickly grew uh, um, over the, the the capabilities of of the platform and SAP invested a lot on S four Hana Cloud Public, so we've been running S four Hana Public Cloud, um, the flagship of SAP since two thousand seventeen and and it's interesting because yesterday I was doing the analysis for with a friend. Um, we say that the best scenario is when a customer is running S4 or an ERP SaaS and the company that you're paying for is innovating for you and you're just getting the innovation automatically. It is an end state. For us, it's our reality. We we've gone through 20 upgrades since 2017. So um, we are partners and we are SAP customers and we're super happy with the 
with, uh, with it. So you, you brought up um, Espohana. I mean, that in and of itself was a huge transition for SAP, taking this um, traditional, traditionally on-premise um, application um, and now telling everyone, um, okay, we're going to deliver it from the cloud. And this is when people were very much uh, afraid of, of the cloud. So um, t- tell us a, a bit more about your, your journey um, as you went into S4 HANA. How, how did SAP guide you? And I guess by extension, how does it help you guide your customers through this digital transformation journey to the cloud. Yeah, I think I think the transition to cloud uh, it was it has been for SAP uh, uh, disruptive because it was addressing many different mm-hmm. things from subscription model, from commercial models to product to 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 SaaS to to to. Hyperscalers. There are so many things that uh, I think um, customers had a little bit of hard time uh, understanding, and that's our role to kind of help educate. And I think um, with, with time, with time, the message is definitely getting there. But for us, us as customers, uh, we've 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 had, and that's my role of the CTO from the very beginning of the company. We said we're not even going to try to run servers. We're never going to. If you don't need to, we're not going to be managing applications. If you don't need to, we need to be consultants. We need to focus on our business. So, for example, we adopted Google Workspace from a very, very get go. We were cloud first for everything. So, when we came up with S4 HANA Cloud Public, we're naturally a good fit. And we're like, I'm not trying to customize anything. Let Give me something out of the box and I'll run with that. So, it was easier for us. But for our customers, as you're saying at the beginning, that challenge definitely is there. There's this discussion of where is my data? Oh, not at the data mm. center. It is in a hosted somewhere. Where is it? it and it's not, they're not um, hurdles that, that, that they, they, they make things difficult. Right. It's just, it's, it's education, right? We were discussing 10 years ago, um, with, with customers saying, don't run the data center on your data center in the building. Abstract that and get infrastructure as a service and, and use hyperscalers. At the time, there was resistance. The resistance is not the same today. Now we're saying, let them manage the system for you on top. That Okay, the message is passing yeah. easier. That The discussion of tenant, multi-tenancy yeah. is another level. So it's a journey, but I think... Looking back, right, ten years, customers are definitely getting the message, and and uh, why would you have uh, resources on your team uh, managing a system or or running operating servers if you don't need to? You know, you brought up uh, one thing. You said you your company itself was using S four Hana in public public cloud, and you were using Google, but there there are many companies. Uh, that by plan or by accident wind up consuming services from multiple clouds and they may still already still keep uh, a data center. So they they get into this multi-cloud or hybrid IT environment. Um, 
And I guess with, with ERP, uh, since you're working with many partners as well, this be- becomes an issue. So what, what about, you know, S4 HANA in this hybrid environment? How, how does that work? I think, I think the, the, the way you're looking at this is the options are there, right? I think there is a vision for ideally, ideally, customers should look at first to see if there is an SaaS ERP that does everything they need, completely multi-tenant. They'll be the cheapest, they'll be the quickest. It will not be a fit for most customers, but is a reflex I think everybody would look to. And then what is my option after that? And then you can, oh, I can maybe have that on my own tenant. I have my more freedom, but let's SAP run that. Well, you still want it to run on your own premise. Um, you still could do it today. I think the options exist. Um, and that reflection, I'm talking about SAP only, but happens for all the other so, uh, systems that you may may have. So yeah, this multi-cloud uh, scenario, it is is one of the challenges today because um, in the very long time ago when we we're dealing with R3, that was the only thing you had. Um, there was the, all the modules are inside. Now you're talking about very highly integrated systems across the internet and 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 this multi multi cloud reality is probably where we on a technical side spend quite a bit of time helping customers and and, and guiding them. So, uh, what would be your what's your recommendation to companies that are are dealing with this and where? ERP digital transformation is through the front windshield, not in the rear view mirror, where they're trying to, you know, think about their, their options. Should we jump into the cloud? Should we, should we do this or, or should we not? Yeah. Um, we've developed this methodology for implementation. And one of the things around this this methodology is to make sure that everything around a project is tied up to a business driver. So at the very beginning, very important to take a step back and what is the problem I'm trying to address? And then the discussions technically, if I go cloud, no cloud, I do this, I build this solution, I use a standard, all tied up to a point, to one of this. If they don't tie it up to one of those, maybe we're spending time discussing the wrong thing. So I think... The discussion of the cloud is definitely a valid one, and I would I would recommend. So, it is important that we take this step back and 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 think a little bit long term. Right. And in this thinking of long term, tied up everything around business drivers. I want I want to make sure that I can continue growing. I am very efficient in these areas, in these areas, in these areas, and um, and. I guess helps a lot frame what you need to accomplish. Wow, you, I mean, you are a wealth of, of knowledge. I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, talk to us about this journey because it's very important to uh, just about every organization, be it small or, or large. So uh, as we come to a close here, how could the audience learn more about uh, beyond technologies and the value that you really do uh, deliver? Yeah, sure. So um, 
can check on our website, beyondtechnologies.com, and, and there you can branch into our tweet feed, um, uh, f- Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. Uh, we post regularly uh, white papers. Uh, we have uh, one case where we just uh, rolled out a customer on a public cloud from SAP in 10 weeks. Um, so imagine from the very beginning project starts, you start transacting on it 10 weeks. Now, there are customers that are not, they're not even finishing the discovery phase in that time wow. frame when we did the whole project, right? And, and also looking at our industry expertise because we're very focused on, on retail, but some other industries too. So there are quite a few, a few uh, white papers and, and blogs available uh, to talk about our, our, our approach, our summer success stories, and the areas of coverage. Um, but reach out to us. We were there, definitely there to help. Well, thank, thank you very much. Are you on LinkedIn? Somebody may want to reach out directly to you. Is that the best way? Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, provide links. Uh, we'll provide those links. And again, th- yeah, sure, please. Okay, do. well, thank you, uh, Leonardo, for, for, for the time and the, the vision uh, that you uh, provide. Um, You're welcome. So in closing, I would like to wish everyone a safe and prosperous and transformational future. So uh, we will have our next um, uh, SAP interview to delve even further into the value of digital transformation with SAP. So we'll see you next time on Digital Transformers. Thank you very much. Thank you for supporting Digital Transformers and for being a part of our global Supply Chain Now community. Please check out all of our programming at supplychainnow.com. Make sure you subscribe to Digital Transformers anywhere you listen to or view the show and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next time on Digital Transformers.